Can I start again? You interrupted my, my yeah. intro. <laughs> Sorry. Dim the lights, cue the Al Green, and press play on the Barry Sanders light highlights. This is the Roargasm. Welcome. Roar. Welcome to the newly branded RAA podcast. It's 2023. It's time for a new look, a new sound, a new pod recording platform. But some things never change. It is I, Uncle Brother, and I am joined as ever by America's favorite roaraholic, Dino Blandino. Roar! And a man who is exchanged his robe for what appears to be is that am i am i correct that you invested in a lomas brown jersey it's a frank rag it's a jersey. frank Ragnow jersey pray tell that's legit. how'd that happen mm-hmm. and that was a gift from dino a couple years wow. ago oh that's right yeah. he sent me a rag wow Wow. <laughs> I ragnowed him. Well, uh, here we are. Welcome, listeners, to the first pod of the 2023 season. This is our preseason. <laughs> strap it in. Strap it on. See how you're doing. Uh, we got a few things lined up for you all today. And um, without any further ado, do we have uh, – what's our liturgy? What are, we, what are we looking at here? What do we got? <sighs> Well, I want to try out a new liturgy for a new season. And we all agreed by the end of last year that the Serenity Lions Prayer was really not the right tone for this year. And so I want to try out this this new prayer, which hopefully will strike the right balance between our newfound confidence in the Dan Campbell-led Lions and a justifiable caution given the last 65 years of Ford-fueled futility. Prudent. And here it is. Our head coach, who art on the sideline, hallowed be thy game plan. Thy pass rush come, thy routes be run. On game day, just as in practice in Allen Park, give us this Sunday our weekly victory, Forgive us for drinking the Kool-Aid of the Roraholic, just as we forgive those Packers fans that trespass upon Ford Field. And lead us not unto another losing season, but deliver us to an NFC North division title. Amen. 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 Well done. Well done. I, I, um... I'm a, I'm a little uncomfortable with the mention of the Green Bay Packer fans in our liturgy, even 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 in the context in which they are mentioned. It it made me uncomfortable. I just perhaps we should have a trigger warning before the next time you mention Green Bay yeah. Packer fans. It's this is a sort of first draft. I I imagine some of the kinks will be um, worked out over the season, but I tried to actually you know make this realistic which look i think division title seems to be the realistic goal of this year but i'll, I'll kick it back to uncle brother because i think he's got 
at least two hours of monologue to speak about. <laughs> well, this. not quite yet. I think um, I, I, I think we have a, a reading from the Book of Jared, and then after that, uh, we do indeed. After that, we can praise be, we can discuss praise be Jared. We can discuss the agenda for tonight's meeting. Um, but first, uh, Uncle Lo- Impossible Lomas, do you have a reading from the Book of Jared? I heard that a new book I was, do, uh, was revealed to you today. It was a new chapter was revealed to me in a trance, and uh, I, I wrote it down as best I could. So here we go. <clears throat> the Book of Jared, Chapter 44. Jared, son of Jerry, beheld the 2024 schedule, and a great fear clenched his heart, and he rent his jer- jersey and bellowed forth a great cry. Dan Campbell called to Jared and said, Why do you cry out in such torment? Jared fell to the ground in shame and wailed, We're opening at the Chiefs on Thursday night. What the fuck? We shall surely be vanquished, for Patrick, son of Pat, the greatest and mightiest of QB1s, is pretty much unstoppable. Dan Campbell was wroth and caused Frost Arctic Blitz Gatorade to rain down upon the locker room, soaking it in a great deluge. And Dan Campbell thundered, do you think I have brought this you this far only to allow you to perish in the wicked city of Kansas? Jared was chastened, chastened and erected an altar of Gatorade barrels and placed upon it his jersey and several rolls of athletic tape. And Dan Campbell was appeased and caused Jared to fall into a deep sleep, for surely he would need much rest to contend with the great, with the great tests that lie ahead. Jared dreamed a dream, and in his dream he beheld robust defensive linemen approaching to sack him, and from the mist appeared his offensive line, mighty in stature and fleet of foot. With a great roar, they set upon the defense and pancake blocked them into the dust. And Jared awoke and wept tears of joy, for he knew that the organization's investment in the O-line was wise and good, and would protect him all his days under center. End of chapter. Wow. I, I, I'm guessing that the trance that you were in was aided by an ayahuasca ceremony. Is that? Am I right? <laughs> You're coming down from that a couple hours ago. The memories are hazy, hazy at best. That is a. Well, they say if you go to the site of the old Pontiac Silverdome and harvest some of the shrooms that are going there, <laughs> growing there in its place. You will have some of the wildest lion's dreams you've There's a ever had. forest that has naturally grown up. Yes, I, yeah. I in, uh, in July, I had a, a, a vision quest with uh, a, a young 11-year-old Herman Moore who, who joined <laughs> me as we searched for a public bathroom in Pontiac together so I could retch. It was interesting. Uh, but uh, chapter 44 is a sublime chapter. Mm. There's, yeah, a lot, there's a lot to unpack. I think we need, we need the great sages to, to, to render their commentary for us to truly, to truly plumb its depths. I'll be the first to say I barely understood any of it. I mean, I'm just, just a vessel through which it passes. Right. All right. Well... Here's what I have for the agenda. It's basically a two-parter. Um, one is, mm. I just want to know how you guys are doing. As I always claim, this 
podcast is not about the Lions. It's about the Lions fans. So I want to know how you guys are doing because this is a different uh, pregame, preseason ritual that we're going through. And then um, from there, I want to move on to the obvious, which is um, what do you think is going to happen this season? I, I, I've queued up 15 questions for a speed round. And I sent it out to Fantetti and at and Airlo, and Fantetti responded in ninety seconds, as <laughs> as does, should not surprise you. So I will share his answers. Nine thousand words in ninety <laughs> seconds. He it was weird. He texted me, and yet his his text came in blood. <laughs> yeah, seep through your phone. It just I had to. That is a special talent of Fantetti's. Uh, it was it was frightening. So that it. So before we we dive in, I, I if there's anything you guys want to add to the agenda, perhaps we should talk briefly before we go any further. Our our who knows that this is no longer called RAA. Is, and does anyone other than us know that? Mm, I don't. I'm not sure. It, it is, might have. I mean, it might have leaked out, sort of into the ether, but you can never be sure. I believe word is filtering out through the suburbs of Detroit <laughs> into the greater pastures of the Midwest, heading to the through the lowlands of Kansas City, into the coasts across the mighty Mississippi. Well, when's our yeah. when's our our billboard at uh, at Beck Road in Middle Belt going up? <laughs> Tune in to the roar. Grand Beaver and uh, what's that? DeQuinder and Grand Beaver. <laughs> that would be more appropriate. Well, so listeners, yeah. uh, those of you that are somewhat following this current conversation, as you may know, uh, we had four seasons in which this pod was called Roarholics Anonymous for obvious reasons, and in the off season during the afterglow, the immediate afterglow of the win at Lambeau, um, I believe Impossible Lomas suggested and shared with us a new logo according to which we are now called and this is going to really hurt us in the 12 and under listener bracket but i don't know how much we were how we were doing there anyways we are now called the roargasm so that's what you're getting your ears into right now just so you know you were getting your ear. You you were going ear deep into the roar gas. This is the only podcast in America that the listener has to sign a liability waiver before downloading an episode. <laughs> the roar gas. You might want to wear a ear. You might want to well, wear an wear an ear condom. I think yeah. The listener has to sign a consent form. Actually, <laughs> yes, yes. This uh, that's really how it goes. I actually before we get started, I want to just because it's so wonderful to see impossible lomas wearing his ragnow jersey uncle brother i why do you think i chose a ragnow jersey for uh, impossible lomas's 50 50th birthday a few years ago of all the jerseys i could have chose why why do you think i chose and, ragnow? and am Very i to understand reason? that you chose it over mm. a lomas brown jersey or was it the next best thing like in terms of like i mean it's obviously an offensive I, lineman no, it, okay. It had nothing to do with Lomas. I I was only choosing from players on the current okay. roster. Mm. Uh, I I well, seventy seven's a sweet number. 
But I, I don't know of what. What did he was? Did he grow up in a labor Zionist youth? Do you know why I got it for you, Impossible Lois? I honestly just assumed it was whatever the the first thing you found. No, when it. you're buying a Lions jersey of a current any current player, this is for the last sixty five years. You have to be really conscious of mm. one thing: who do you think is likely to still be on the team for at least two more uh, years? True, it's true. How right. many? People are still walking around Ford Field with their like Javid best, yeah, yeah. you know, jerseys that they went all in on in his rookie year. Yeah, so think how many you got to pick someone. You're like, this guy's solid enough. I think he's going to be around for five. How, years. how yeah, wouldn't make sense? How, how much would you pay to watch a three minute montage of just Detroit area fathers? Going son of a bitch when they learned that Jamal Williams wasn't re-signed. Because how many jerseys did that dude sell right. at the end of the yeah. season? He broke yeah. the Barry Sanders TD record. He gave the yep. just the epic Hall of Fame interviews, and then he was gone. Yeah. Saw yeah. a dog up in this mug. Saw a dog up in this mug, which is relocating to New Orleans. Isn't that where he is? <laughs> is he on New Orleans yeah. now? I think. I so. think that's so. where he I'm not even sure. Yeah, Nakuda. It'd be great to just have, like, go to all the home games and each week wear the jersey of a guy who's still in the league but is not on the <laughs> Right, but anymore. not on the team. There's a lot of those mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, and those jerseys yeah. are expensive. Yeah, so, yeah that was a good call. Wild, that was, yeah. you yeah. know, that's that's yeah. the maturity of an art, of a true Roraholic is that yep. you, you both embrace yep. the Lions and you do it with prudence and caution. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know. Invest wisely. Invest wisely. Yeah. Frank Ragnow. Yeah. Well done. Frank Ragnow's a rock. He is. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you're impossible Lomas, but let's let's remember the, the O-line is, um, they are rocking our redeemer this season. Look, the O-line yeah. is bigger than any, than any one man, even Lomas. Yeah. It's a unit. Yeah. I right. think the O line marched in the May Day parade this year. There's a real like socialist, you know, they sing labor songs. <laughs> They're real I think they unionize. They have a separate like there's the players union and then the Detroit Lions yeah. offensive line has its own union. I think they, they staged a Bolshevik revolution. What's that, Dino? <laughs> they all have the exact same salary. They just share from one big pool of salary they all live together they live together in a communal compound they do and they have like you know how the players have the patch that's like the initials of somebody who passed away or then there's just says local 187 it's just the (laughs) local lions offensive line union they're like ragnar you didn't pay your dues (laughs) sorry guys sorry man um all right Let's, uh, I think I want to dive in and, and I really just want to know how you guys are doing. Lomas, you may know, I, I reached out to Dino, uh, early last, earlier last week after I heard about a text this. in which Dino admitted, I think you wrote something cryptic, like I'm zagging or something like right. that. I saw and, that. uh, mm-hmm. and I needed to yeah. get to the bottom of it. So you know, I heard where Dino's at, and 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 not surprisingly, when you guys hear Fantetti's predictions, he too is zagging. Though he would probably insist he's mm. he's zigging. Um, but mm. maybe we can start with Ragnow Lomas and possible Ragnow. 
Um, yeah. How how are you doing? How were you? Did mm-hmm. do you take any kind of sports fast during the summer? Do you kind of take a step back so that you can brace yourself for the return this fall? Like, where are you at? Are you bullish? Are you bearish? Are you scared? Are you excited? Yeah, I'm. I'm. The answer is yes, yes, and yes, and yes, yes to all those things. The it's not so much a sports fast, not voluntarily. It's kind of a forced one. There's just not a lot going on. You know, it's that sort of fallow period when there's just a lot of MLB going on, and I'm you know, like don't follow it super closely. And, you know, like I'll check the ringer and I'll check like ESPN. I'm like, yeah, not a lot here that I'm that I'm super interested in. And even during the preseason, I kind of held back because I'm like, I don't know, really know what I feel about the preseason. It's it's always a little complicated. Like, does it matter? Does it not matter? And and honestly, it was only today in preparation for this pod that I kind of checked in for the first time since the end of the season to just kind of see what the hell was going on. And I got to say that I was actually pleased to see that the over under is what, like nine point nine and a half yeah. wins or yeah. something. Cause I think that's an easy over. I think that's if anything, a little conservative yeah. and I'm like, okay, cool. Like no seeing that didn't ring any alarm bells. Like, Oh no, like there it's way too mm. high. And that's like horrible. Mm. Um, it was like, okay. And then I looked at the preseason, like, they won two out of three. Not that that means anything. Not that it matters. But still. And, like, Dino and I uh, talked about this a little bit the other day. I'm like, what keeps, what's kind of keeping me cool and calm is that a couple things. We, the coaching staff, they're back in full force. Dan Campbell, this is his, is this his third year or fourth third, year? Third, third year, right? Third. Third year, he's earned our respect. It is the third year in the reign of DC. Yes, the house of DC. Year three DC. I yeah. almost started writing a, a chapter one book of Jared. In the beginning, <laughs> there was yeah. only donkey balls. That was kind of how it was going to start. I was going to, and Dan Campbell and the said, "Let there be a thick fourth down playbook." Continue, Lois. <laughs> and a, and a strong a strong gust blew the donkey balls hither and thither across the wild plain. Um, I think it's you know I, I I kind of think back to the beginning of last year, where it was just like, oh boy, here we fucking go, another one of these. And, you know, we all remember how last year went. We started out with just a, a impressive pile of donkey balls being sucked constantly. But then we all know what happened in the second half of the season. And that momentum is still with us. And, you know, Dan Campbell went, at least in my mind, from kind of like, come on, you know, really, is this guy a real head coach to like, holy shit this guy's a real head coach and like one of the better head coaches. Wow. And of course, Ben Johnson, our offensive coordinator. And that was the main tension in the off season, right? Is this guy going to stay or is he going to go? And the moment when he was like, I'm staying, we have unfinished business. I was like, say no more. I don't need to know any more than that. And ever since then, I've just kind of been like on an even keel 
And I also, in preparation for this pod, was just doing a little research, and I'm like, Jared Goff, son of Jerry, 28 years old, in his seventh season, that's a good place to be. That's like still in like the first half of his prime and coming off a fucking really good season. Like when you look back at those stats, um, you know, and if anything, they've maybe upgraded a little bit um, on definitely on defense, but maybe on offense too. And I'm just like, as we kind of talked about at the tail end of last year, like for the first time, maybe ever in my lifetime, I'm coming into the season with like a kind of grounded sense of like, all right, let's fucking go. Like for the first time ever, I'm not dreading Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. You know, I'm not like scared and just like feeling horrible about it. Like, let's fucking go. I want I want like, I'm kind of looking forward to this. Am I optimistic? I don't know if that's exactly the right word, but I'm kind of feeling like, for the first time ever, we have a real football team, and I don't feel like a deep sense of shame and self-loathing. So can I can That's I ask you I'll one say. question before handing it over to Dino, and maybe this will segue yeah. to Dino. Are you sensing like an undercurrent of apprehension, though? Like knowing that of that course. like right? So last year, right, we all predicted somewhere between like three and five wins. And so when they opened yeah. one and six, like it didn't feel good, but the disappointment was was minor. And and this yeah. year, you know, we'll get to our specific predictions later on. If they're bad, you know, or even yeah. like decidedly mediocre, you know, they end eight and nine. Are are you worried mm-hmm. about the disappointment, or you're just you're willing to sign up for it? And you're going to lean into the optimism or the, or the hope. That's a good question. And let's put it this way. I'm still Aurora holic. Okay. And you can rebrand forget, the pod, the but, but yeah, pull it back. It's... But this is still the Roargasm brought to you by Aurora holic synonymous. That's still the parent organization brought to you by right, premature. Okay. There's no lions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. This is, there's no cure for this. I mean, we're in, I don't know if we want to call this like recovery or whatever, but um, it's, of course, there's that apprehension that will never, ever go away. Yeah. You know, and I'm conscious that at any moment after any game, I, you know, I could do a total 180 and whatever I'm feeling now could just go totally out the window. Like I know that's at play, mm-hmm. but at least right now, compared to pretty much every other preseason that I recall, um, it's a different vibe. And I am ready to lean into like, okay, let's pick it up from last year. Let's go. I want to see what's going to, you know, I want to see how this is going to play out. And I'm overall feeling this is feels very strange to say, but I'm overall feeling pretty good about it. And I know we're going to get to this, but even even opening on Thursday night in Kansas City against the Super Bowl champions, like that's not that that doesn't make me feel amazing. But even so, I'm like, okay, just bring it. We're let's we're ready. Like I trust more than anything else. I for for the first time ever, I trust the coaching staff 
and feel kind of good about them. And that I think is what's like buoying me. Yeah, I got you. That may right. Yeah. So instead of it's not a morbid curiosity. It's a it's a genuine right. It's a genuine curiosity. It's just you're in. It's a novel. It's a novel sensation. Yeah. I'll say. All right, that. Dino. Um, I, I I a little bit previewed yours by discussing your text and our conversation. Um, but you know where are you at? You as we all know, you live in the in the two four eight three one three Oakland County, the D. You uh, you live and breathe this stuff. There's an RAA, otherwise known as Ground. There's an RAA chapter yeah. on every corner where you live. And in every house. In every house. Um, there should be. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm very torn about this season. I I, I mean, I, I'll start out by saying last year the team was incredibly entertaining. So I actually, on the one hand, I look forward to watching their games because this is a really fun, entertaining, likable team. And I think that's something I said all last year, even when they even when they were losing. They're just fun to watch. I love Dan Campbell, and I believe in him. However, when you build through the draft, as they have, drafting as many young players in the past couple of years, you're just going to be a really young team, they're going to be relying on a lot of young players in very important roles. And those aren't the kind of teams that are necessarily totally stable um, week to week. So on the one hand, I want to see this team take a step forward from last year. But on the other hand, I can see it being still a kind of up and down season because we're still so young at key positions. Um, but, and, and and here's the other thing that I think should scare us all. Almost everyone, I looked today just around the interwebs, I couldn't actually find anyone that wasn't predicting the, the Lions to win the NFC North. Everyone is taking them. Now, the thing is, the NFC North is likely also to be the worst division in football. So most people are, the over-under for the Lions' win total this year is 9.5, and, and I pick them to win 10 games. Wow. I think they will go 10-7. and seven. Preview of our speed round. I am comfortable with that. What's that up? was a preview of our speed round. Our speed round of oh. predictions. You're going 10-7. and seven. Continue. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm already yeah. I'm I'm the cat's out of the bag. The lion is out of the bag. I feel comfortable with that. I wouldn't be shocked if they lose, and I, I don't think I'll panic if they don't hit that mark. Everyone seems the scary thing though is everyone's saying they're going to win the division. Everyone is primed that this is the team that's going to take the big step forward. I still believe in the like sort of long-term plan here, but I'm ju- I'm I'm not so sure, especially hearing what I did out of training camp, which was a lot of positives but a lot of uncertainties, especially on defense. And I just don't think we're we're not heading into this season. There's a lot of optimism, but there should all sh- there are also a lot of question marks. So I'm comfortable. Look, 10 and 7 is like six or seven more victories than I predicted last year. So that's, that's huge, 
but it's only one more victory than they had last year. So I guess cautiously optimistic is my mood. And of course, as Uncle Brother and I discussed earlier, this is assuming also that we get crushed week one at Kansas City. If we somehow win at Kansas City, that is the scariest thing that could possibly happen. I, it's funny when Uncle Brother and I were talking and I just mentioned the possibility of us winning, he went like he lost it and was just like, please, no. And I think that's I want a sign them of to being lose. a true Roraholic. I want them to lose. Yeah. One. Uncle Brother felt so much more comfortable with them losing week one at Kansas City because we frankly don't know what the hell to do with ourselves if there's a hint that the Lions could really be Contenders. one of the best teams in the league, which I think there's like a, there is a chance that that's the case because who the hell knows? And they do have a lot of talent, but God help us all if they win at KC. I want you to close your eyes for a moment, listeners and Lomas and Dino, and picture mm. final score week one game, first game of the season, you know, Lions 31, Chiefs 27, and there's a, a, a run on Walbrook, and they're pouring, like, that molten oil over from the edge of the roof because there's just, like, a <laughs> swarm of humanity that they can't. Yeah. That's what's, that was what would happen. Just, I mean, it would be, and then they would have, like, the Lord of the Rings where, like, they're throwing the ladders up. Like, they're just trying to scale to get inside. <laughs> That's what you'd be looking at. Um, I'll, so I'll say this. Well, the orgasms would be so strong that, Dams would be built, flooding, major flooding of the Detroit metro area. Like, it would be a disaster. Thousands of species would go extinct. <laughs> the Ambassador yeah. Bridge just collapses. Detroit becomes an island. It's, there's a moat <laughs> separating Ann Arbor from like Plymouth. Um, so I'll, I'll, here's an anecdote that I feel like sort of sums up where I'm at, which is Friday night, I was with my brother-in-law. I was at his place. We were just hanging out. And he's like, your team's on. And I was like, oh, man, I don't want to watch preseason football. But we were literally sitting in front of his television. And he's the kind of guy, like, he's got the big TV and all the chairs in the living room face it. And the thing is on, like, 19 hours a day. (laughs) And so he turned it on. And first of all, Never, ever watch preseason football. There's really... Like, those games shouldn't even be broadcast. Like, there's real value to them for the team, the people running those teams. Like, it helps them make their roster. It helps with the depth chart. But it has no resemblance to anything close to a regular season football game. But watching it, that knowledge has no impact on how you experience the game so i was watching just i mean the lions wound up winning that game and and i watched the highlights for some stupid reason and there was a lot of impressive play by them and they kind of like if you take from that at all like which team in some general like macro level has got its shit together they looked like they had their shit together more than carolina but the first drive and and Carolina was starting C.J. Stroud, their their number one over the number one overall pick, and I think they only got a field goal in the end, but it was like a twelve play drive, and the first like eight plays all got between like five and twelve yards, and it was that real 
I got a little PTSD of just watching a drive in which the Lions, like their best defensive play is like a five yard out pass that they tackle immediately. And I was just like, oh Mm -hmm. man, I am not, nothing will ever really prepare me for a Lions season. Because as you guys will hear, I'm quite... I'm quite bullish on this team and and I've decided to, you know, wade right into it and not pretend otherwise. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I know that this could be, I'm, I'm trying, I mean, I feel like this season, the real challenge, I mean, Lomas has talked about this in the past is like, it, you got to take it one game at a time. And if you're feeling overall good about the team, then you can't, you you gotta acknowledge that and just go with it. But if they if this is like a seven and ten team, and it's and if it's not for injuries, but they just lay an egg and they lose a bunch of winnable games, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to sign up for it again. Um, even if like you know, there's one narrative of this season that's you know we're still bringing the guys back. We took a step back, but we still have the core and. We're young and, you know, we had a couple close games that didn't go our way. Um, I'm I'm not – that's going to be tough to stomach. That's going to be really tough to stomach. So I hope it doesn't happen. But I'm overall – between their schedule, which I think is incredibly easy overall, um, and the fact that I agree with Lomas that I just think that this team is – looks like they're not – that looks like they're going to have poise. And it looks like Campbell, mm-hmm. it seems like one of Campbell's strengths is kind of getting his team in, in the right head space. And I feel like the combination of that, along with everything we've talked about over like last season about, yes, it's a young team, but almost everybody that was important from last year is back and they all should be better. They didn't lose a lot of guys and they really improved in some areas. Um, I think that this team should be better than last year and more than one win better than last year but it the nfl season's weird man people lose games all the time that they shouldn't win that they shouldn't lose i also will say i'm very nervous about the kicking game and and we've talked for a while now about the irony of this team being the finest lions team of our lifetime and losing like a key game or a playoff game on a missed field goal which would seem to fit some larger pattern of the simulation um yep do you guys yep. want to die last yeah, go time ahead, last time the lions won the nfc north was what year 30 years ago mm. 20 uh, nine, uh, 1993 wow mm. you know how many games they won N- nine eight ten. 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 Oh, really ten yeah and that was a 16 game ten season game. so they won 10 and six yeah 10 and 6 division winner and, and they didn't win a playoff game. Our, no, we lost 28 to 24 to the Packers at home. Oh. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. That. I uh, yesterday I was walking my dog and I swung by the house of a friend of mine who's a grew up in Milwaukee. I've talked about him on the pod cuz I watched that few years ago that crazy Packers game that like the Lions yeah. opened really great and then lost. But he's like I think he said to me, and he's not—he's not a crazy human being, but he's like, yeah, I think the division's pretty much up for grabs. I think anybody could win it. And I was like, oh, interesting. 
Okay. Oh, really, Emmy? Okay. You asshole. Oh, really? You're, <laughs> your team's going to suck. Did you know that? Actually, I heard I heard that Love has played really well in preseason, though. Yeah, whatever. Preseason. Fuck. How much would that suck, by the way, if yeah. the first year that Roger leaves, their their next quarterback is awesome? And how Packers-like would that be that they've done that for the last 30 fucking years? I know. How horrible is it going to be in 2037 if King Trump comes down to the midfield in the last game and like hands him like he becomes the career leader in touchdowns, right? Something like that's 20, you know, like Canada is like, uh, just, is just ash, but, but the Packers <laughs> has still have over the last 50 years, Favre, Rogers, love. That's it. The triumvirate. Yeah. Oh God, God damn. Right. I don't want that. It to could happen. happen. I don't know. Can I, can I just tell two quick anecdotes, true anecdotes as a backdrop to why I think we should be scared. Not, although I think the three of us are doing pretty damned well. Here's what's going on around us. Okay. Uh, a friend of mine, one of my uh, shout out to big Don, his younger brother, Davis Feldman, um, who lives, lives in Toronto and immediately after oh, he got season tickets, our victory, he? yeah, immediately after our victory over Green Bay in the last game, he bought season tickets for this year and plans on driving in wow. five hours every week from Toronto. And he, he got two tickets. His He has a three-year-old son, and I think that's his game plan. Which Does he know you live there? Have that's, you reminded him of that's your... That's fucking insane. That's a lot of time what? on the 401 <laughs> or, and or via, yeah. via rail. Yeah, that's totally <laughs> insane. Um, and then wow. one of my former students, uh, shout out to Michael, he, <laughs> I, he always um, wore, we, we kind of bonded over the fact he always wore Detroit sports gear except for uh, a lot of piston stuff, tiger stuff, but never lion stuff. And in fact, uh, he once wore a green Bay jersey and I was like, dude, what's up? Like, I thought you're a major, uh, Detroit sports fan. He goes, yeah, except my dad who grew up in Detroit when I was born vowed, he wouldn't raise me a lions fan. And he <laughs> raised me all Detroit sports teams, except the lions and raised me a Packers fan. Okay, that I thought was one of the greatest acts of fatherly care and love. Um, I think Hallmark's actually making a movie about it. Can I make our first Holocaust? That's a solemn. Can I make our first Holocaust (laughs) reference of this season? That's kind of like it's over. It's over. That's kind of like when you go to Yad Vashem and you go to like the righteous Gentile section of it. It's like the bright spot in the genocide of like the people that (laughs) say his dad (laughs) is the equivalent of a righteous Gentile who just like I hid my son in a cellar from September to January every year. Exactly. (laughs) And I was talking to Michael last week about it and we were like you know discussing various detroit sports things and he's i said i'm i guess you're not excited for the Lions season though being a packers fan and he goes yeah but my dad's traveling to kansas city for the for opening week what 
So the same dad oh my God. who protected his son from being a Lions fan is going to be in Kansas City week one. That's like So that's where Lions fandom yeah. is. That's like driving your See, kid that's... to an AA meeting and f- like freebasing in the parking lot. <laughs> I mean, that is yeah. talking yeah, out of like... both sides of your mouth there, pal. <laughs> that makes me nervous. That it, makes well, me nervous. That's what I'm just saying. This is what's going on around us. I, you guys are somewhat spared from it, right? Not living in the mm. D. But I'm just telling you, it's the expectations are fucking sky high here. And things, mm. if somehow things go south, it's it's gonna get it's gonna get pretty ugly. But at the same time, I'm actually a believer that you know, like. I really do believe in the coaching staff. I think given how young this team is, I think it's possible we get off to another somewhat slow start. And that, and we also have a, a lot of new players in the backfield, even though they're veterans. It is a new unit that sort of has to come together. Um, I love the fact that we got, I hate the fact that we started two and six, but for the first time in what seems like a long time, the team got better as the year went on. And I really want to see that. I've always said I think that's what good teams do. Good teams might have their struggles early because they're still fitting everything together, implementing, working out the kinks, but get better. Hopefully, I don't think we will start two and six. I think we're we're better than that. But I don't know if that will start off looking at the schedule at winning every game that we should. Mm. All right. Well, why don't we... Mm-hmm. Why don't we move on to uh, speed round? Because it's not going to be speedy. Because we're going to dig into these questions. <laughs> yeah. Slow round. It's be slow round. Um, this is a nice slow jam. So uh, I have, as I said, I have um, 15 questions. Some of them are repeat questions from last year, but a lot of them are, are different. It just the, the, the expectations of this season... Uh, and just the contours of it suggested. So right off the bat, question number one is, what will the Lions' record be this year? Now, we all already know Dino said mm. 10 and 7. Uh, Which I, I'm at will to change to 10, 6, and 1 if I choose. Oh, but I'm going to reserve that right. I like that. <laughs> I like 10, 6, and 1. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Dino, uh, Lomas... I can go first, or you can go next, and then I'll, I'll reveal. Yeah, you go, go ahead. So, I I definitely do think they're going to beat the over, which seems to me a little conservative and almost the kind of thing of, like, you always have to keep in mind that, that the lines at these betting places are a mix of, like, really what the wise guys think is going to happen, but they also really like to try and figure out how they can milk some money. And I think that is... I think they're willing to risk it because I think they're probably getting a lot of money on the over, as my guess. Um, but obviously, at the same time, mm-hmm. they wouldn't want too much money on the over if they really thought it was too low of a number. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eleven and six. I, it, it's terrifying to write it, but I <laughs> I actually think it's what's you know. I have to believe that this team between the schedule and that they're going to be a better team, that they're going to do more than one win better than the previous season. Um, There's only, I think there's only like three to four games that they're highly unlikely to win. And 
you know, so even if you lose four of those, they have so many games that should be easy. The hard thing will be, I mean, there's all these teams they're playing right now that don't look like they're going to be too good. Denver, New Orleans, uh, Atlanta, Las Vegas. There's all these teams Chicago. that, and, and there's always a chance that one of those teams is really good, you know, and then yeah, those yeah. teams, then those games get harder. But at the same time, you know, they're going, one of their hardest games is the Chargers in, in Los Angeles. But that, I saw, I looked at a prediction this season that had them at like six and 11. So, yeah, they're not, Chargers might not. They're not, we don't know. I mean, the, the other two hardest games, other than KC, it, I think at Dallas and at Baltimore, and those are both, they're, those are hard games. But so, I mean, but you think in years past, when we would look at the schedule and there would be like nine games that you're like, no way are they winning any of those. Like a full yeah. over half of the schedule. Like not like maybe, but like that's a loss. So anyways, I'm going 11 and six. I would not be surprised with 10 and seven. I also wouldn't be surprised with, <clears throat> I think 12 and five is more likely than nine and eight. How's that? I'll, I'll say that. But I, I'm willing yeah. to look like an asshole. <clears throat> so Lomas, what do you got? Well, I mean, yeah, looking at the schedule, you're like, again, as you just said, I, you know, I guess I'll just be a little bit repetitive, but it's like a lot of these teams I'm going on what happened last year. Mm -hmm. And so who really knows? Like, um, like the Raiders, are they good? Are they any good? Is there any chance? Like we're playing them. Um, I, I have no feel for that at all. I, my mind was going to 11 and 6, but I don't just want to say the same thing. So I'll go nuts and I'll say 12 wow. and 5. I'll just go there. Crap. Lomas. I'll just fucking go God there. I'm not going to overthink it. No, you're, you're clearly not overthinking it. That, that is obvious. Wow. All right. I love it. I, I, I don't. Love it. I respect it. That's more, that's more emotion than intellect. It, it would sound that way. Um, yeah. Wow. All right. Um, how about... I don't know. Well, so you asked about Las Vegas, right? In that in yeah. the ESPN power rankings that Fantetti wrote us about, they're 23rd. So not expected mm -hmm. to be very good. Um, yeah. Wait, the Lions? No, Las Vegas. No, no, no. The Vegas, Lions were Raiders. Oh, oh, I thought you meant. Okay, sorry, sorry. I thought you meant what? What is Vegas saying about us? Yeah. Come on, Dino. Let's go. I mean, <laughs> just shape, just man. in terms of just in terms of their schedule. I'm just gonna read their schedule. Just the number of the power ranking of their opponent. One, twelve. 28, 20, 22, 30, 8, 23, 9, 24, 20, 19, 24, 21, 15, 7, 15. Again, we yeah. all know that there's no way that that's going to be the, the like kind of rankings of the team midseason. But that's a lot of garbage. That's a ton of shitty yeah. teams that they're playing. Um, but... You know, the Lions maybe by the end of the season are considered the 19th best team, and then there we are. All right, let's keep going. Oh, Fantetti, 9-8. and eight. He called 9-8 and eight for the Lions. Shocker. I mean, 
Yeah. A lot. You know, that's that. Look, nine and a half. If nine and a half wins is your over and under, that's, you know, it's right there. I wouldn't be shocked, but I'd be sad. And I would hope that that was injury related, though I don't want that. Okay. Will the Lions make the playoffs? Dino. Well, if I'm saying they're going 10 and 7, then yes, I do believe though. I do believe they'll make the playoffs. Okay. Lomas, you're an obvious yes. You can't not make it at 12 and 5. And I'm a yes. And Fanteddy's a yes. So at 9 and 8. 9 and 8. He's lo- he's looking wild. He thinks that's going to get the job done. He's looking wild in a card. week. What's that? NFC. Oh, did in we a lose week, Lomas? NFC. Looks like Oh, come on, Lomas. Lomas, we lost Lomas. All right, Dino, we got to hold down the fort until he gets back on somehow. Let's hope he can find the link. Um, And we can guess his guesses. All right, here we go. Yeah. Question three, will the Lions win the NFC North? Yes. I say yes as well. Uh, Fantetti thinks the I just, I mean, we're all, everyone's counting on the Vikings to, to basically revert and and suck and have it well at least have a losing season i mean that seems to be just the sort of common wisdom is the vikings will take a massive step backward in their win-loss total given that their point differential was so horrible last year and that the lion they played so poorly in big games yeah who the hell knows i mean do do we think well and also keep i'm a little worried what's that I just read something that said the Lions play five of their six division games in the second half of the season. They're all backloaded. And, like, our division has a lot of, like, the Bears and Green Bay are young teams, and it's possible they'll get better as the season goes on. And those games could get tougher. I have no idea. I mean, that's that could be. Yeah, um, but there we could should be, be some surprise team. Right. I, I should hope so. I should, but I don't know. I mean, we're counting on the Bears and and the Packers to suck. I don't know if they'll, I don't think either will be great, but could they hover around, could either of them hover around 500? Maybe, I'm not sure. There's a lot of weird, I mean, it's it's limited, but there's a lot of weird Chicago optimism about the Bears. There's a lot of people mm. like think they're yeah. gonna be much better, but I feel like that's right. the they're... opposite of a Lions fans mentality. Like Bears fans are used right. to their team being pretty competitive and having like a stout defense, and I think people are talking about they feel right. like they're gonna get Fields more weapons and better protection, but I still yeah. think they're not gonna be a very good team. But I mean, they they won three games last year, and their over under is seven and a half this year. I know. I, um, I don't see optimistic. it. So, yeah, I, that's a pretty big expectation. But I guess it's like when you only have three wins, winning seven, it's maybe easier to go from three to seven than from nine to thirteen. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So Lomas, I was asking. Um, do you think the Lions will win the NFC North? I assume the answer is yes if you're having them go twelve and five. It's it's got to be. Yeah, I don't okay. think I kind of I kind of back myself into a corner here. Um, All right, yeah. welcome to I the mean, corner. What else am I gonna say? I, yeah, um, but yeah, I mean it's a weak it's a weak division. They they got to. All right, question number four. Here here it is. This is the real question. 
If you think the Lions will make the playoffs, and we all do, do you yeah. think they will win at least one playoff game? Oh, boy. To me, this is the question of the year. <sighs> think I guess I'll leave it. Take what? a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Because, Lomas, you're not committed so here's to anything now. Yeah, that's true. I I think we could because Ford Field it would if if we host a playoff game will be so effing crazy. I do believe the home field advantage will be a real thing. The kick that's where the kicking game scares the crap out of me. I you just need to be able to make field goals in tough close um playoff games and I that we don't have a field goal kicker right now. Who is our field goal kicker? Is it Patterson? <laughs> who, who the fuck's Patterson? <laughs> he was kicking know. the other night. I don't know. Do they still have Bagley? Oh, I'm going to look at No, up. they let him they go. They let him go. Yeah. yeah the pick, kicking so. thing is very nerve-wracking. I think Badgley's gone. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's going to be... Lois, you looking this Yeah, up? you remember last year there was some crazy yeah, like, they things cut with the... They cut, so I think it's this guy Patterson. Yeah, Riley Patterson. <laughs> so he kicked. What? Who that? They had him come out and kick a 52-yarder that was outdoors in Carolina. Keep in mind, it okay. was like hot. So I don't know what hot does as opposed okay. to cold. And and yeah. I, he, he lines up and my brother-in-law is like, he's going to make it. I'm like, he's not making it. And he <laughs> kicked it and it looked great. Because it was right oh, really? on the money, and it hit the crossbar like at the mm. bottom, like it lost juice and just so that. Oh. So you got a guy, he 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 can't hit a fifty-two yarder in August. But I don't know. If I mean, that's not terrible is, though. Hitting the crossbar, that's better than right. Know, he didn't. It didn't land most. on the goal line, or it wasn't returned for a touchdown. <laughs> right. But all right, let's hear. Don't 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 dodge the question, gentlemen. Do yeah. you think they'll win a playoff game? Fantetti shockingly said no. <laughs> I, I just can't go there. No. Wow, Dino's going no. Lomas, you, this is your time. You can ba- you can begin to backtrack on your twelve and five by saying they don't win a playoff game. Um, Senator, my answer is <laughs> yes. Wow. Wow. Wow, Lomas. Just... Wow. Lomas, have you thought this through at all? The, no. gentle, the gentleman from Indiana has spoken. I'm going yes also. Sen- Senator? I'm going yes also, but solely because I think if they go 11-6 and six and they win the division, they're hosting a playoff game, and I just think they're going to win it. If they, I think this is win, it? I think if you win it, I think if you're hosted, you're probably going to win it. And uh, that's what I'm going with. You I know. think if they follow up, do you guys think they win the next week? Oh no, 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 no. That's it. <laughs> I'm not even. Even Lomas isn't going there. No, because the next <laughs> week. I mean, the next week aren't they basically playing? Right. Let's say everything goes as expected. The next week, they maybe are at home, but regardless, they're playing San Francisco, Philadelphia, or Dallas. I don't see them winning yeah. any yeah. of those games, regardless of whether or not it's in the D. Dallas is the only one I'm like, eh, yeah, know, I agree afraid. with you. San Francisco and Philadelphia are terrifying. Yeah, but they're clearly the class of the NFC, right? I mean, yeah, they're way better. Sure. They're, I, I mean, mean, San Francisco still has some weird stuff at quarterback, but their defense is so absurd. 
they yeah. always figure it out at quarterback too. Like they have those two Purdy and like those two nobodies who are just awesome. Yeah, and they yep. got rid of that guy. They picked at three. He's just gone. Trey Lance. Yeah. Oh my god! Like he, yeah, got, that was a debacle. Round they trade him for a fourth round pick. He's the new poster boy for just like what the hell happened, and that was the yeah. worst pick of all time. All that I feel a little bad for that guy. It's not exactly but his fault. The guy they drafted in the sixth round is good in his starting. So like, Mr. okay, Rowan. you know. Brock yeah. Dirty? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sure. and they don't need like they just. You know, they've never, they always kind of just need the game manager. They've never, they build on defense and never really need the quarterback to do that much. Yeah, I I, I saw that that Trey Lance is uh, getting some email from Joey Harrington. Is that his name? Is that, I get his name (laughs) right? Joey Harrington. That's, yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Trey Lance. Yeah, I I feel a little bad for him. You got to. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving into slightly lower stakes questions. How Thank will we God. feel when we look back on this year's rookie class? How will we feel? Hmm. I need to brush up on exactly who the rookie class is. Well, Man. you may recall that the draft happened and there was a lot of excitement. So we had so many picks and the yeah, early returns right, yeah. on the draft were like they totally flubbed it. And then the Lions kind of got out some interesting messaging, which was like, hey, you morons, we actually now are picking for very specific needs instead right. of like desperately just trying to find any transcendent athlete. And and, yeah, and, right. and I feel like the narrative that the media, for the most part, settled on was that like it was actually pretty smart draft class for them um if not excellent but that they filled mm-hmm. in they drafted for very specific needs um so I, go ahead yeah i i feel very unqualified to to speak with any confidence on this i mean the only guy like what i do recall very clearly is when they took jamar gibbs you know a running back with their first pick and everyone was like what the hell jameer uh, Jameer. Okay. See, there you go. Shows you how much I know. And it's like, that seemed bad, but then, but apparently that he's really good. Like mm-hmm. I've only heard good things about him and it's kind of interesting, especially at a time when the running back position seems to be like at an all time nader, you know, yeah. like the running backs don't matter. You just, you know, bring them in and out. It really doesn't, but so I'm again, I, I'm kind of like this. I feel like this team has earned my trust, which seems so weird to say. But mm. after what happened last season, um, I'm like, I yeah, I'm like for the first time ever, I'm like, I kind of feel like they know more about football than I do. Like <laughs> they actually kind of know yeah. what they're doing. And, it's, yeah. and it doesn't seem like totally ridiculous and exactly like, oh, yeah, maybe it's actually a little bit more subtle than we non-football professionals realize. Mm, and there's yeah. a method to the madness. I'm kind of willing to go with that. So so what's your answer then? How would you how would you want to phrase that? And to and again, the question being when we look how back will on we this feel we look rookie back. Class, yeah, I'm going to stick with my overall positive vibe and be like, I think that we'll look back and be like. Like I, I, 
I'm kind of feeling like, like the Lions will be vindicated. Like, you know, suck it, all you haters and doubters. Like, we knew what we were doing. Okay. You know, I'm gonna we put took down some All guys. eight of our first-round picks will be all pro. <laughs> right. So I'm putting, Lomas, I'm putting down vindication for you. Okay. Is your answer. Um, there, Dino, what do I you will got? allow it. Dino, what do you got? Everything I've heard, I think the breakout star is going to be that's a different question this, by, this is, by the way we do have okay a, of we the have draft class though i think yeah go ahead okay do you want to repeat the question well Maybe this I'm is how it. we feel we look back on the rook on the year's rookie class so it's a kind of as a whole like the great yeah i think the, it's gonna are you saying by the at the end of the season yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. like three years from no, now no, no, just at, at the, the end, end of the season, season at the end of the season i think our overall grade is going to be a little mixed. Um, I think Brian Branch is going to be great. Uh, well, maybe not great, but very good mm-hmm. right away. Um, I think he's going to fit in. He's all the reporting out of camp has been like, this guy is ready for the NFL. I think um, Jameer Gibbs will also contribute right away. I think they're going to find him some nice, you know, he's running beyond a nice offensive line, great offensive line. And they're going to find some good opportunities to get him uh, looks in the open field. Um, The others, Jack Campbell linebacker. That's a tough position to go right into as, as a rookie. I think there's a learning curve there and tight end. Usually there's a learning curve. I think both guys, both of those guys will contribute, but they're not going to be sort of breakout stars. Now, if they contribute solidly and don't make mistakes, if the team wins, we'll look favorably on this on this draft class. But um, overall, I still think it's going to be a little mixed because the expectations are going to be really high. They had so many high picks, and I think a couple of those positions, linebacker and tight end, they usually take a little a couple of years to season and really Mm. hit their stride. Yeah. I, you know, I won't elaborate. I feel exactly the same as you. I think the lines will be somewhat insulated by the number of picks they have, which means that, yeah, I think a couple of them will really shine and a couple of them will, it'll be either feel kind of incomplete or "Mm, that might not have been the guy, but it'll be enough. The scary thing for me is just looking at like the Jameer Gibbs, who I think will be good, but looking at him and looking at JMO, we haven't talked about Jameis and Williams. You know, so yet, I was, I'm about to, I'm about yeah. to do an okay, so I'm not gonna, question. So hold off on. I'm that not going to hit that hard. But if you could, instead of one of, the, or even the tight end, instead of one of those guys, if you, we had just drafted some big boulder of a rookie defensive lineman, that would make me feel a lot better. Just some real run stopper because those are the guys who are as rookies can run stoppers I think can contribute right away and don't there's not as much of a learning curve so I would feel better if we had a better plan to stop the run I'm a little that's I think our biggest weakness Mm. yeah I I was listening I was listening to Bill Simmons interviewing Charles Barkley I don't know if any of you guys heard that but Barkley, oh, they, did, they, yeah. they talked about the NFL, and the first thing that, that Barkley <laughs> says, he loves the Lions, and he wishes he could have played really? for Jack for, for Dan Campbell. But then the really? other thing he said, yeah. the other thing he That's said, crazy. in terms of what Dino was talking about, is that um, 
you know, there's that guy from Georgia that there's like all sorts of red flags about his character and personality yeah. mm. and everything. But he is supposedly the Eagles drafted him, and he's supposedly yes. so far. They're just like this guy is otherworldly. Just he is sick. Which I guess we all knew. Like there was never Jaylen any question Carter. about what he could do on the field. And but Barkley said right after that, like you, it's really hard for for young successful athletes to keep their shit together. And mm. and mm-hmm. this guy's got a lot to prove that he can. And even if he's a fantastic football player. He might not be able to keep his, you know, keep his what? What's the mm. phrase? Keep it, keep his, his ass shit please. together. Yeah, whatever. So, anyways, all right, let's move on. I just did an so I again I said the same thing that Dino said. Mixed. Here's the here's the audible question five a. What will the JMO story look like in February? <sighs> Boy, can I go first on this? Because I just yeah, yeah please absolutely. I realize I'm not, we're not working yet with a ton of evidence. It's still like a small sample size, but I, I got a really bad feeling about this guy's career right now. I just, and the yeah. other thing I'll add to it, which I found the single most mm. fascinating story that I read about Lions training camp was when Campbell just said he'll never have great hands, which seemed to mm. me like... <laughs> A weird, like it seemed to me like a very deliberate way for Campbell to tell him, like, a your shit stinks like everybody else, and b you're gonna have to work real because he's a guy that it's quite clear has made it to the NFL in large large part because he is one of the probably like hundred fastest human beings on the planet <laughs> right now, right? Yeah, and and. He just, right, he's a first-round draft pick at wide receiver because he can get behind anybody. And yeah. and I saw, like, a clip in a, from training camp where they had him run some deep, and Goff was like, that guy's fast. But I yep. do not right now. I don't trust. I don't trust this guy. I think it's going to be – I think he's – and this is going to put a ceiling on the Lions long term because Adino's been talking for a while that they need – the super weapon at the skill position. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be. Yeah. There. I'm, I'm saying he's, he's gonna between how many games he misses and he's going to, I think he's going to have very mixed production when he comes back and it's going to be weird locker room stuff. And I think he's going to be he, so far, just the narrative of everything that's come out about him since he's been drafted. Just unfortunately has bust written all over it yeah in line with like charles rogers mike um williams the lions receivers of past of just like rogers like Mm -hmm. careers that never even got started somehow and people who were really talented in college and somehow just couldn't make the transition now i hope he proves us wrong but I don't think I think the organization is, you know, he got suspended for gambling. He also got injured during um, the preseason. So he can't because of the suspension, he can't rehab with the Lions. Mm. And so he's going to he's going to be eligible after for game seven. But I don't even know what that's going to look like. Last year, he came back, what, game nine? 
and it was kind of a mess. He just never meshed with the team. Yeah. And you would think it's like, okay, fine. He's not going to be totally in sync, but the dude caught one fucking pass yeah. the whole year. Like that's, it was a touchdown. I don't know. Like it was a touchdown. It was an awesome touchdown and no doubt does he have speed yeah. and gosh, I mean, if they can just throw him some swing passes or something, maybe that's the right idea. Just right. let him use his speed. But, well, and the other yeah, thing I is, don't know. The downfield threat thing just never worked. It's going to depend a lot on on where. I mean, like if he comes back in Game Seven and the Lions are God forbid five, five and one, four and two, yeah, then like it gives them a little luxury to work them in and play around. But they're going to have. I mean, the Lions' wide receiving court's not fantastic, but it's they got a lot of dudes. And he's gonna. It's they're not. Are they gonna have the luxury to like say to Marvin Jones, you know, you're gonna get three less targets because we got to get the ball to JMO, you know? And anyways, I I don't think Look, it's good. I, yeah. Dino doesn't think it's good. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any counter evidence to that. What I do know is that apparently Amon Ra spent the entire summer lifting and didn't take a single drink of water. The whole summer. <laughs> and he's just ripped and jacked as ever and just ready to fucking yep. go. And he's, you know, he's the antidote, right? He's the exact opposite. Exactly. A guy like no one ever really heard of with a funny name. And you're like, what the fuck? And he turns out to be just like this low key, like awesome, just, you know, the like, best thing like baller. And, and, and like in here was just put. Uh, put JMO in the care yes. of John St. Brown, yes. the dad, and just yeah. that's it, dude. Those guys, you, you can't know, talk to. There's just no shit. They are gonna. They're freaking warriors. I yep. agree. All right, let's he move raised on. him up the right way. He raised him up. All right. Mm -hmm. Question yeah. six: Will Jared Goff's stock go up or down this year? It went up last mm. year. Will it continue mm -hmm. to go up? Will it go down? What do we think? I guess I'll lead off um, as the you know as the recipient of the uh, revelations from the book of Jared. I'm buying Jared stock. Like I said before, he's 28. I guess he's going to be 29 in like in a month or so. So he's still a youngish dude on the upside of his prime. Coming off, I, I'm assuming, the best year of his career. Um, I don't know if he had a better year like in that one Super Bowl year with the Rams, but he's got to be feeling the best he's ever felt in terms of confidence and just like this is his team. And, you know, um, we have a decent sample size with him now of I think it says a lot that, you know, he came to Detroit about as low as you can be for a former first round pick, basically being just number thrown one in the shit pile. Pick. Yeah. Uh, right. A number one overall pick. And, you know, having pretty much hit bottom, like being thrown out of town and traded to the lions. Like you might as well just be thrown out of the league entirely. That might even be better. He would, and, he and that first to. year, he was yeah, going to like number that. one overall pick anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> right. He was in, in like, group. And then to, you know, do that, that three and 13 season and come back the next year, start one and six and then have the wherewithal to like, just stick with it. 
and then finish out the season the way he did, I got I gotta be buying Jared stock. I mean, nothing's a sure thing, but like this, he's probably in the best position he's he's been in his professional football career. Yeah, and so I think. Just like for JMO, we're like, we have no evidence that it's going to get better and it looks like a bust. I'm, I'd say for Jared, we have plenty of evidence that he is what we saw last year. And like a lot of QBs, it's a system thing and he's in the right system. And they figured out how to maximize his talents. And hell yeah. Like he's, you know, I'm yeah. just thinking again, like he's looking forward to this. He's like, let's go. Let's do this right yeah, now. Yeah. Dino, what do you think? I, I, I'm not necessarily, I don't know that is, he's going to get a lot better than he already is. I think he's just, um, super solid. I think we're, I think, you know, the lions have clearly settled on him as their quarterback since he's come to the team. He's been good. I think he might, he can get a little, little better, a little more aggressive as, you know, in year three and, and in especially year two with um, Ben Johnson, the, the offensive coordinator. But, yeah, I mean, he was really good last year, and I, I think he, he, he's capable of repeating that. And that's, you know, that's what we need. Okay. I don't think he's – he's not a guy who can win you a game on his own with his legs or by making any crazy plays like Mahomes. But, you know, so – I, and they know that they're not expecting we're not expecting that of him but as in terms of a really solid pocket passer he showed us that last year so how can i get what's your what would be your one word answer first up or down or is it steady hold hold okay hold uh, the line we got him yeah i'm yeah. gonna so fantetti by the way is saying down i'm saying slightly up but not enough to – I think the irony of his career and just a classic Lions thing is that I don't think he's going to go up enough to quiet. I think there's still going to be clamoring for, like, pick the yeah. pick the Josh Allen, pick somebody. I think people are still going to feel like he's not enough for what the team needs. But I think, I think because the offensive line is going to be really strong, because he has a continuity with a lot of the receivers – and 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 Johnson, uh, the the offensive coordinator. I think it's I, I I think he's in. Other than the like, the only thing that would really be different is if they had a much better defense. But he's in a pretty ideal position for his apparent skill set, which is mm-hmm. he's not asked to do a lot of hard stuff. He's asked to do a lot of consistent stuff, and he seems good at that. So I think he's going to have. A good year I have. There's been some pieces about him that he's kind of leaning into leadership and is clearly more visibly confident. I think in that regard, as long as things don't start off cataclysmically, he should be in a. It should be easier for him to just play his game and not have to prove so much. Um, all right. Right. Question seven. Will our defense be above average as measured mm. by points per game? No. Dino has no. I haven't. I'm going to say no. I think it's going to be close, but no. Hmm. Now's your chance well, to really get a I, rational, Lomas. A rational yeah, Lomas. I, just for 
you know, background information, we were 32nd last year. Right. Well, that's what I was about to say. I mean, we is that where so we ended? Bad. We ended at 32nd? We were absolutely at the bottom. Yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I, I think the defense will be significantly improved. And yet, given how far down they started, yeah. Yeah. then it just even like it just seems too too steep a hill to climb even with the upgrades they made so but you know i think that the defense will be significantly better even if not statistically you know above average but i I do think they could be average i also think the defense in contrast to the offense which will obviously be better overall in general is going to be much more of a work in progress I mean, the secondary, which by the end of the season should be way better than last year's secondary, you got to figure between the, fa- the fact that Branch is a rookie and that all these other guys, the, like the two-thirds, three-quarters of the secondary are all these new players, some of which I think didn't... One of them was banged up and didn't really play preseason, I think. It's going to take them a while. So I think yeah. we could see in the beginning of the season them giving up a lot of points. And then I think... Second half, they start kind of getting to bed. And if they make the playoffs, it'll be a stouter unit. But I, I see them in the middle third of the league, but but in the bottom half of that. So like the 18th or 19th best defense kind of thing. You know, I am um, kind of psyched for Hutch's second season, I got to say. Because yeah. remember last year, like, okay, coming out, you know, he's the super high draft pick. We're like, okay, I hope this works. And in the first half of the season, it just wasn't clear. It's like he started, like he had that one game where he, you know, had a couple sacks, whatever. We're like, okay. And then he didn't do much for a while. And I was like, well, he's just one guy. You know, the defense sucks. There's only so much one guy can do. But by the end of the season, we were like, this guy is real. Yeah. Like he had a very strong rookie season overall. And I can only imagine that he's just going to be better. Like, I don't care how good you are. It's got to be a very difficult transition from the college game to us, you know, the NFL where you're just getting pummeled every game, but you know, he has a motor and I'm, he, he just seems like a baller and like, he's, you know, looking forward to this season. So I kind of have high hopes for him and um, yep. with an overall improved defense, I think, you know, it, it, there's some chance that he could like bust out and just be like one of the better yeah. pass rushers in the league. Maybe I don't know. If I that's think too they're going to get, but I think they're going to get a lot of quarterback pressure this year. I think they're going to struggle more with the run. Um, but I think, I yeah. mean, I also watched again, meaningless, but one of the things I noticed in the Carolina game was like, they were getting to the quarterback a lot and he didn't play at all these were like these i I feel like their line is weirdly they just got a ton of dudes that that like they got houston's coming back pascal like they got a lot of dudes that can get to the quarterback i i think if they if the if the nose tackle guard positions on the line are good and they can really stop the run then we're talking but i I agree with you i think hutch is going to make some noise so dino you're we were all no the real question i mean what i'm kind of psyched about is the secondary if 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 and when i think it might take them a little while but you got vetch that's where they really invested in the offseason cam sutton emmanuel mosley chauncey gardner johnson um with 
Brian Branch and then you Joseph, know a host and, of others. Yeah. That's that should be a, a decent huge, unit. I mean, when they get it all together, that's just a massive upgrade. So that's why, even though I don't think you go from like last in points to top ten, I, 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 you know, if they can hover around the middle, 16, 17, 18, that would be a huge improvement and enough for them to win games. I agree. Yeah. All right. Other side of the ball. Will our offense be a top? I decided to be a little, I don't know, top eight offense as measured by points per game. So last year, I believe we were fifth. Mm-hmm. I switched to points per game and not yards, which is actually what I paid more attention to last year. But I think we were fifth. We were definitely fifth in yardage, I think. But I don't know if we were in points. Anyways, um, uh, Fantetti gives I, a yes on this, and so do I. I don't see why not. I mean, I gotta give a yes. My yeah. only res- reservation is just, you know, this year no one's gonna be sleeping on them. Mm-hmm. The Lions are gonna be a tough. Everyone's gonna look at them as a tough matchup. Really look how to stop them. That's my only concern. But you know, uh, if we were five, fifth last year. And like you said, we have a lot of people coming back a lot in some more weapons. I don't yeah. see why we can't stay at least there. I mean, the thing is, last year, they came out of the gate scoring a ton of points. So it wasn't like by the second half of last season, everyone was like, OK, like, yeah, their defense sucks, but their offense is high powered. That was no secret. And they and it remained high powered. Like, I feel like they again, they have a system here where they're just like, if we do what we do and execute we're gonna score like that's this we have the players that can make that work and that's kind of the nfl it's like and because it's built around a really good offensive line it just makes everything easier it makes Goff's job so much easier it makes a rookie running back's job so much easier everything sort of flows from there and that's why it's it doesn't feel like they have to sort of get lucky or or make incredible plays to score a lot of points it's like they can beat people up on the on the line win that battle almost every game and and you know just get points from there just keep the offense on the field and um you know run you know run until they they're the defense stops you and they go play action and it's just you know yeah i think it's also when you're not pretty easy it's also it's exactly not the kind of offense that a defense can prepare. Like, well, if we stop this guy, right, we cut off the head, right? There's no yeah, head right. to cut off, right? It's not. Yeah. And, and I trust John. My only fear, though this is almost a comical fear, is that Ben Johnson is, like, going to be on acid in a sense all season, is going to get just, like, that much crazier with his misdirection and <laughs> You know, like I, it, I don't. If he doesn't get ahead of himself, you know, and just trusts yeah. what he did last year, it's hard to see that this team is not. Because also, like, keep in mind the I have the coming up question. The next two questions are who will be the MVP and who, if anyone, will make the leap. And in regards mm. to the the Good the question. leap, and we'll never really know if it's him because we don't. There's a chance that, like, Sewell, by the end of the season, will be considered, like, 
clearly one of the top two or three guys at his position. It would make yeah. sense. Yeah. Like that's his trajectory. He's on. Yeah. And so like yeah. if he is not just like a good, but like a truly elite, then your offense is going to be fucking great. All right. So those are, the next question is who's the Lions MVP? Um, Fantetti said Hutch. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so here's mine. And I'm, I'm putting, this is my answer for the next two questions. The, I think this is the year that Amon Ra St. Brown has kind of like a Cooper Cup level season, which is like, mm-hmm. he has, I can't remember what the number is where like, because he's, he's their number one guy, but he's also kind of a possession receiver in a way. Like, I think he's going to have one of those years, like, again, be careful on the comparison here, but the general thing, when those seasons where Jerry Rice had, like, 120 catches, and, like, yeah. half of them were, like, two-yard passes, and you just knew he was <laughs> going to get another six yards. I feel like Amon Ra is a fucking workhorse. I feel like he takes his work really serious. I think him and Goff oh, yeah, have a great... <laughs> and I also think because of the, like, the way that... You know, we were all loving Stafford the year they won. But if you remember, like, Cup got the lion's share of the credit of the work the two of them did. And I think the Goff narrative, I think even if he has a great season in large part because Goff's throwing him to him the right way, I think he'll get a lot of credit. I feel like he's going to have a massive season. I just think he's going to have, like... I think he's going to lead the league in receptions by like eight or nine catches kind of thing. I think he's just going to go to him forever. That's my I think, that's my call. I think much like Goff, like he's got to be coming into this season with a ton of confidence of like I'm I'm a total not just a legit dude, but I'm one of the better receivers in the league. And yeah, like I know exactly what I can do. I have a QB like we work really well together. You know, this is our third year together and we like we know exactly what to do. And like they can't stop us if we do the right thing. Like I was reading a pretty cool article and wherever it was um, that they have these plays apparently. And maybe maybe every team has these, but there's like a lot of option routes, mm-hmm. not running option, you know, like in college, yeah. but where like the receiver, depending on what the defense is showing you, he chooses the can break route. right or left right. or whatever, which I was like damn like how do you like how does that even work how do you know where to go but you know apparently teams can do this and like that sounds impossible to defend if you're good at it you know that's what that's what i'm predicting that's what i'm predicting that he's between his kind of skill level and the advancement of his kind of mental game that he's going to figure out like eight out of ten plays i can get open and goff's going to know where to throw it and it's just going to because you see it when teams play you know, the Lions, and they're just killing it. And I don't mean, like, the Jefferson guy from Minnesota because he's a talent of another level, but just, like, those yeah. games where it's, like, every single play this guy's open and they can't they can't shut him down. He's just too quick, too strong, whatever. And too yeah. decisive in a way, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just... All right, so, so but who's your... So, Fantetti had Hutch, I had Amon, Dino, Lomas, who do you got for the Lions MVP? I mean, I guess the. I feel like you were talking to me in uh, Amon Ra. It's that hard, was an, exci- hard not to that was an exciting scenario. I realized. By the I way, I think I he's really... definitely maybe one of the greatest Lions draft picks ever. Draft. I mean, in mm. the fourth round, maybe maybe the biggest steal the Lions have ever had. He's fourth round. I, I mean, yeah. Wow. I 
thought he was second for some reason. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah. Do, do we all just want to say? I, I'm going to throw out one just kind of for fun that I think I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'll just throw it out there. I think David Montgomery, I like it. Our new running back is gonna get in that Williams running back role, and he's just gonna he's gonna have a lot of open field he's going to be a bruising runner he's not I, I don't know he's not the fastest guy but i think he's just gonna have a lot of touchdowns he's good and he's, he's good. a good good pass catcher i think he's gonna be like that x factor that by the end of the season it's like oh shit he just had a career season the and, bears you know. people really liked him uh, and that was on yeah. like a bad bears team they liked mm-hmm. him yeah look so lomas who do you got i mean you know i this is a little boring and predictable, but you know, let's not sleep on, on Jared. Like yeah. <laughs> I, it just, you know, like the whole, you're as good as your quarterback is. And we, and as we've already stipulated, Goff is not the kind of guy who's like otherworldly and, you know, doing the things that Mahomes or people in that class can do, but they will be as good as he, he is the leader of the team. And yep. You know, Let's if not he... sleep on Jared. <laughs> he is our QB. Let's not sleep on so, Jared. I mean, but but I guess I won't. He doesn't. Me. He doesn't. <laughs> Let's not. Can we get a harmony? Let's Jared. not sleep on Jared. 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 That's our first. I think that's our first T-shirt of the year. Let's not sleep on Jared. <laughs> Let's not sleep on Jared. You heard it here yeah. first, folks. Um, yeah, like he doesn't inspire MVP vibes. Like, of course, not of the whole league, but not even on the team exactly. <laughs> but I just want to mention him because I agree. obviously, like, look, again, it's just a great story. You know, he came in replacing the best QB we've ever had in, in, uh, in Mandy staff and just like kind of an impossible situation and no one gave him any chance of doing anything. And here he is like, you know, in a really good place. And yeah. So whatever, is he the MVP of the team time will tell, um, I actually hope in a way, in in a way, I hope not. I hope it is Amon Ra. I hope it is, you know, Jameer Gibbs or whatever. And and Goff can just do his thing and be one of the top ten QBs in the league. That'll work. Yeah. All right. So who's making the leap? I I obviously said Amon Ra. Fantetti said Brian Branch. Fantetti loves Brian Branch. Who do you guys got? Who's making the leap? Lomas. It sounded before like you were thinking Hutch might make the leap. Um. I yeah. I mean, I'm certainly hoping that there's some kind of leap going on in there. But you make a very strong case for Amon Ra. I mean, um, I thought a lot about the Amon Ra story today. I, I, yeah, I, a lot. I found just myself like, thinking that all day today. And can we just remind ourselves that he's trilingual? Remember when we discovered that? <laughs> he is. His mom. Just I mean, the only thing that could really yeah. compromise <laughs> his season if he gets named ambassador to France. I think that's the biggest I mean, like, danger looming this season. I love everything about him, and football's only kind of a minor part of it. It's like true. you know, it's, true. it's his, like fourth it's just, on his thing on his like why yeah, love his name, Amara. his brother's name, his, his dad, the whole workout thing, yeah, the yeah. his full name. You know, like Amon Ross St. Brown is just a small part of his actual God given name. There's yeah. like eight other parts to it. Yeah. And so, 
They, I yeah, heard I'm when th- they I'm did their, he... uh, that when they when they were in school growing up, him and his brother were only allowed like all the kids had notebooks and trapper keepers. They had scrolls for all their <laughs> classes. Papyri. <laughs> Can I just remind you guys for a second that his real name is Amon Ra Julian Heru J Saint Brown? Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. He's exactly. the first That's NFL player about. not to have a number. Because his jersey's just his full name. Just all the way down the back. It's just like 75 yeah. letters. Yeah. Number... I mean <laughs> I'm gonna I mean I since we've since we've given him so much glow, I guess, you know, I'll stick with Hutch. Um, you know, legit. I mean, I think there's real potential there for him to break out as a you know, as like one of the premier pass rushers in the league. I mean, that might be setting the bar a little bit high, but yeah. for like a second year dude, but, um, you know, solid, solid rookie season. And I'm, I'm, uh, don't see any reason to think that he's going to go backwards. So I like I'm it. hoping he's going to take some kind of step forward yeah. for sure. Dino, what about you? Who's making Who's the leap? my breakout? Who's making the leap? It's going to, I think, I just don't know anything about these um, defensive backs. I think one of them is going to emerge as like a real team defensive leader. Cause we, we picked up guys like three guys who are like vet, like veterans, like 28, 26 to 28. Mm-hmm. And we have a young defense overall. And I think one of those guys, I think we're going to get leadership on defense, which is, I think something that's been a little missing. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, Anzalone <laughs> has been the leader, but he's not good enough to be like, yeah, you need your one of your best players to be a leader, and I, I hope that he's a solid contributor, but it always pained me that he was one of our best defensive players. So I think Cam Sutton, one of those guys, is going to sort of – they're already good players, but one of them is going to make the leap in terms of, like, Lions fans are really going to come to know and love mm-hmm. one of those guys, hopefully all of them, but, like, as the face of yeah, the defense. right. Right. He's going to be vocal. I think that's going to happen. He's going to be vocal for also. You'll hear him. I want to change my prediction a little bit. Yeah. I think the leap will be made by Anzalone. Oh, wow. But the thing <laughs> is, we won't really know it because he's starting so low. It will be a leap, but he'll leap mm. into averageness. Right. He'll be the most <laughs> improved player and still won't be all that good. Well, Our, most of his yeah. leap will be as Anzalone's Cazones, which are, <laughs> will open up 45 no, locations throughout the Midwest. He it's... has under three or five new flavors. <laughs> <laughs> all right, question 12. We're changing gears here a little bit. Will Dino record any pods from Walbrook? If so, how many? Mm. Yes. I mean, I, obviously I the answer I mean... is yes. The question is only <laughs> yeah, how many. Right. It's there's going to be some wins or there's going to be a point where we're looking good this season. I think we're going to have some impressive wins and God help us when we do, because I can't I just can't hold back when that happens. You know, I mean, everyone knows that every Lions fan knows that about themselves is a Dominant Lions victory is just one of the sweetest damn things. It is there the is. nectar of the gods. <laughs> it really is. Well, you guys, I- I'm assuming you recall the game we attended all together. Yes. Courtesy of Big Neon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this might be too that much was a spiritual experience. You, this might be too much information. I'm wearing the same pair of underwear I wore to that game, <laughs> and I haven't taken it off since. I shower in it every day. 
I'm, I'm just, <laughs> but I will I'm say like that, in no. that way. That game was the first like pro football game, like let alone Lions game I'd been to since we went to that um, Thanksgiving game. And the Thanksgiving game was like it had the noise and the energy, but it turned sour pretty quickly. And your house yeah. is and that Bears game was the opposite. It was just like, yeah, like a dominant Lions win. It's like a like it, it feels like a like a jungle like atmosphere yeah. of people not so much cheering as like what's like like screaming in a kind of blood curdling way. Yeah. You know, there's a lot. It, it's of... it was it was almost frightening. But because yeah. we were winning, it was in a good way. It was like, wow. Okay. So I, I, Fantetti said nine pods from Wallbrook. I'm going with 11. Because it's going, I, because wow. I, I think there's going to be a couple Wallbrooks where they lose and you're in Wallbrook. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, it, I think it's going to be a real roller coaster of a season. I think their losses are going to be bad. And I think most of their wins are going to be good. And I, I just, I, yeah, so I'm saying 11. Lomas, what do you think? Yeah, somewhere anywhere between like eight and ten. You know, somewhere in there. I wouldn't be shocked if it's 11. I mean, you bring up an important thing, I think, which we really haven't talked about at all because I guess what's the point? But like, it'll be very interesting when they do lose and they lose badly to a team like they go, you know, playing the Raiders and get clocked or whatever. How, what are we going to do? What's that pod going to be like? Uh, you know, because be. in years past, it would have just been like an immediate like, fuck these guys, you know, donkey ball sucking. The mm-hmm. season's done, blah, blah, blah. A lot of it depends on the context, obviously. But like I I'm just curious. We're going you know, to we're going to have to lean heavy into the wisdom literature. Yes, at that indeed. Point. <laughs> Dino, how many times are you going to be calling in from Wallbrook? Five. Five. All right. Um, at what a long week... season, man? It's a long season. <laughs> at what week in the season will Fantetti deem it an unmitigated disaster? <laughs> uh, week two. <laughs> Fantetti wrote week three, definitely before the end of September. Yeah. I, I mean, think he's going to last a little longer. I'm, I said week six. I think he's going to last a little longer. I think they're going to have a When bad... is he not? During the season, isn't he just a constant? I mean, he is one of the hottest takers of hot takes. Yeah. 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 He's the most. He's just always runs. Super runs hot. burnt to a crisp. Super he's the hot. guy. He's the guy that like. He comes into the RAA center and they ma- and they know right away like this is a tough customer and they match yeah. him up with like the grizzled best mentor that's ever been and after like two seasons the guy's like I I, I, I got to throw my hands up in the air on this guy I got no answers for Fantetti yeah they yeah. have the they have the restraining chair at the ready <laughs> just like re- in the spit in the spit hood yeah just they do the go. clockwork he's orange. like on that. They do the clockwork. He's like on that new breed drink stuff. That's like flesh eating drug or whatever drink. That it's like they don't know what to to do with that stuff. So, all right. So, you said week two. I said week three. Lomas? Yeah, I'm not feeling too adventurous here. I mean, yeah. uh, I'll say like week four. It's 
Whenever it is, as soon as they have that one loss that we're like, eh, okay, let's deal with this. Fantetti will not deal with it. All right. He will be primed and ready to, for the hottest take. What single adjective will describe your experience of the Lions' 2023-24 campaign? Oof. I said... So say the first part, what single word? Adjective, adjective. will describe your oh, experience adjective. of this coming season. So Fantetti mm. said melancholic. I said mm. overwhelming. I just think yeah, it's, it's going to be one. way too much, good or bad. I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's going to claim so much mental real estate. I'm just I. Yeah. It's not. I'm going to like have to put, you know, like the stuff you put on your computer so you can't visit pornography. Like I'm going to have to do that for any Lions <laughs> article. I'm going to be digging so deep on. Lions oh, that's actually content. a good idea. Is there a yeah. Lions filter? Yeah, Isn't right. I need a Lions, Lions lock filter. It's I'm called like, Lions huh. Lock. Yeah. I'm going to get like a Skylink hookup so I can circumvent it or something. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, Dino, Lomas, what do you got? I'm, I'm going to go with Rorgasmic. <laughs> nice. Very good. A word that we invented just now. Um, <laughs> Lomas. Yeah, I'm going to go with. No robe needed. <laughs> You're just naked. I'm not saying running. I'm not going to wear The robe will make an appearance. I'm surprised that you didn't ask how, how many robe sightings there will be yeah. this season. That's <laughs> another good question. Um, I want to go with, I'm going to, this is just off the top of my head because I did not know this question was coming, but I'm going to go with excruciating, oh, nice. but not necessarily in a bad, in a way. bad way. Like yeah. not how I would have meant it in years past. Yes. It's a little more shading toward the overwhelming but just you. excruciating in terms of just the just the sheer force of not only like caring because it used to be where we all care despite our better knowledge and now we're all like fully just leaning into like yeah i've for the first time ever i'm just like let's go i actually want this yeah and yeah i mean i like, feel be careful what way. you wish for i feel the same way like just gonna care way too much this year it's gonna be yeah. really hard to keep to keep an even keel. Um, yeah. All right. I mean, yeah, go ahead, Dino. And we're not even going to try, right? I mean, we are no, no, we no. are going to care. There's not. There's no avoiding it. Yep. Um, all right. Last question, and then I added another that's just obvious. Um, uh, who's winning the Super Bowl? Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to go with Phil- Philly. I mean, I really liked them last year, and. They were damn close. Yeah, that's a good call. And now with this Javen Car- uh, Carter uh, destruction machine, that's scary. Yeah. They're definitely in the running. Um, I don't know. Can you can you safely not pick Mahomes to just win it you're again? Going, you're I mean, going Mahomes repeat. I like no, I, I'm just kind yeah. of speculating. I mean... God, I don't know. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna go back to back Chiefs. That guy just he gives me no reason to pick mm, against him. Nice. He's just that good. I'm going Bengals. I feel like I, I reluctantly respect Burrow, but I think he's a, a really great quarterback. And I feel like yeah. I feel like something's gonna be off with the Bills still, and I feel like it's hard to repeat. Um, and I also feel hard. like I would pick Philly, but I also feel like 
getting back to the Super Bowl is hard to do. Yep. So I'm going with the Bengals. Fantetti kind of punted this a little bit and just said Bills, Bengals, or Chiefs. All right. We should work it's getting just, closer. The AFC is going to be such a bloodbath. Right. Just making it through the AFC playoffs, though, is just yeah. going to be yeah. <laughs> brutal. Yeah. So last, I mean, we should wrap up with the obvious prediction of game one. Um, yeah. But what, uh, if, is there anything you guys want to say? We're getting on to two hours, shockingly, in our short preseason <laughs> pod. Um, we don't even have a game to discuss, but that's okay. We don't even have a game to wrap up. That's never area. stopped us. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Does anybody have anything they wanna they wanna add before we make some predictions for game one? I I think enough has been said for now. I I'm glad that we still have a little time before the season starts. I, I need just a little more summer, maybe. Once yeah, because once it starts, like you said, there's no fucking going back. No. There's, it's just right, there's no breathing room. No. It's just total no, pressure all the time. I mean, I think even just the, yeah. the bye week, I'm gonna have to like fly to Germany to get platelets in my blood. Like it's just there's no there's no respite. Because I mean, I'm, I'm gonna be preparing to say farewell to my family for the next 17, 18 weeks. I'm gonna be sleeping in an oxygen tent this entire season. Because the thing about this season is like. There's going to be the high stakes games where like if we can just beat Baltimore, blah, blah, blah. But then what that means is like the week that like Atlanta comes to the Silverdome and the spread's like 11 and a half points. The Silverdome. <laughs> when they Atlanta come, goes to the Silverdome and they're like, where, where is everybody? <laughs> they have a bus driver who's been in a coma for 26 years. <laughs> He's like, I remember when I came up here to see Billy Sims play. Um, I saw the who in 81 at the Dome. This is the thing, though. This is the, I mean, this is why, right, the NFL and college football as well, like why it's such a good product is because the regular season matters so much. Yep. Because they're they're starting to be a lot of concern in the NBA about how clearly the regular season doesn't really matter with the load management and everything else. And, in football, man, every game is huge. That's what's so awesome about it. And um, so intense. And I'm not happy about that. I wish it didn't matter. I no, wish at the end but... of the season you could just be like, here are ten best games. Here's how we did. <laughs> you know? Right. And just like you get to you get to kind of, you know, just get a mulligan on the other seven. Yeah. But all right, so just um, a quick yeah. quick silver dome trivia. The second highest attendance for an event at the Silverdome was WrestleMania three in nineteen eighty seven, with ninety three thousand one hundred and seventy three in attendance. Wow! Nice. What was the largest crowd ever at the Silverdome? I feel like we did also this before. in nineteen eighty seven. Was the it way. a music event? No. I'll give you a hint. Also not a sporting event. Is it, was it a monster truck rally? Is that a sporting no. event? Was it a... No, it wasn't. It's tough. It's not I mean, It wasn't music. It wasn't music. like Monsters of Rock. I don't think you're going to get it. Was it a political rally? No. No. Religious. Ooh. Ooh. 
Was it a oh, nation? was it like a Jimmy Graham like a revival? No, kind of thing? it wasn't. Was it what bigger? Or? Oh, was it the Dalai Lama? No, fuck that. Do you think Detroit's gonna draw the biggest crowd for fucking Dalai Lama? I don't know. It was Pope John Paul, oh, man. Ninety three thousand one hundred and seventy three. He op. Did I thought he opened for the Who? I was gonna well, the, say yeah, the Who. The Pope. I was gonna yes. say the Who. The who. Well, the other yeah. thing, the lesser known thing about the Pope's visit to the Silverdome is that after his his sermon, he got in a brawl with four UAW workers in the East parking lot <laughs> and sent three yeah. of them to fucking to, to, to Beaumont with broken jaws. <laughs> well, yeah. he was racing, uh, doing donuts with the Pope mobile out in the parking lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, the tragedy guy. of it was that they hired the Hells Angels for security for that one. <laughs> And like yeah, eighteen yeah. people got stabbed. He also he also actually the Pope also tore his ACL on the AstroTurf, just walking up to the stage. <laughs> Nobody gets out alive. All right, guys. What's what's your call? I'm going here. I'll give you my call. Casey. So here's what my prediction for this game. I think I Dino, I gave you the long monologue about how I feel like any outcome of this game is actually good for us. Including like a total throbbing, I think is actually good for us. I think it'll keep us even. Like I think it'll keep us Grounded. humbled. Um, mm. I actually think this game is going to kind of be the worst outcome, which is we're going to lose, and it's a game we could have won. Like I think we're going to have more yards mm. than them. I think Goff's going to have. I think his interception thing's going to get broken already. He'll have like a tipped pass at the line that gets intercepted. I think there'll be some special teams fiasco, which I think is going to be a subplot of the season, I hate to say. Mm -hmm. So I think I have KC 31, Lions 23. But in a game that we're going to walk away from being like, we could have won that. And we've and, mm -hmm. and that's going to... I feel like the haunting, the losses are going to be haunting this season. Mm -hmm. Every game they yeah. lose this season, we're going to feel like they could have won, I think. Except maybe yeah. one blow well, somewhere. So, and well Fantetti has KC yeah. 38, Lions 24. Yeah, I like you clearly put a lot of thought. In, I've a lot of thought into it. I've deliberately not been thinking about this at all. <laughs> I, I just it's too like like um, that sounds about right to me. I'm not going to pick the Lions to win. Um, yeah, I guess I got to go. Given like that the defense might still be a work in progress. I think Casey might put up a lot like 38. Like I, I could even see like a. 38-24. That's exactly what Fantasy picked. Oh, really? 38-24? Yeah. Okay. Well, you I'll stick go with, with that? that. Do you want to stick 38-24? Yeah. yeah, I'll stick All with right. that. 38-24. If you guys are right, that'll be really impressive. You guys are going to have to like start a, your own podcast. Yeah. Dino. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go... Um, Lions 17, Kansas City 6? Is that what you said? <laughs> I mean, I was going to go Lions 35, KC 3. Um, but I guess I'll make it a little closer for you guys if you want me to. No, I mean, I, I don't think the Lions win this. I think KC is the best team in the league. They've shown that. Um, I, I say... Um, but the line, the line for the game is six and a half. It's not double digits. We're all, I think we're all going to pick double digits. So I'm going to, 
I'm gonna make it a little closer just for just for fun. So I'm gonna say um Chiefs thirty-one, Lions twenty-four. Wow, we picked uh, so I was thirty-one twenty-three. So we picked similar. You know stories. what? Uh, can I amend mine a little Go bit? Because it's kind of nope. lame to pick the same Too as late. It's, it's lame to pick the same as Fantetti, though. I'm gonna give the Lions offense more credit. So I'll go KC 38, Lions 34. Wow. Close game. It's a shootout in KC. Yeah. Yep. You know what? I just, I here's what I want you all to picture. Your second visualization exercise. Headline in the Detroit Free Pass just says KC Masterpiece. And the Lions win that game like 28 to 13. And just. Oh my God. It's just a statement game right out of the gate. And the season is just, they go 17 and 0. They never on, look man. back the just, greatest team in the history. Well, weren't they? I mean, last year, didn't they play KC early in the season? No, I think they and played it was a KC close two game? years ago or three years ago. Who did they, they had play a close, last year? Well, they had the close game with the Bills last year. The Bills, right. On Thanksgiving. And, and it was close. That was the beginning of the turnaround was around then. That was the beginning of the turnaround. Thanksgiving. Yeah, come on, man. Let's let's I, let's ease up on this shit, okay? Come on, like <laughs> tap the brakes, Lomas. Uh, yeah, uh, let's. Can we not talk about a win in KC? Like, I'm not. I'm not do, talking about a win. I'm just uh, saying. I was talking about a win. Yeah, Uncle Brother was. If that happens, like, let's let. We don't need to hype that up any more than necessary. If that happens. Hell will break loose, and we will be riding the waves. Right. Of cop, cop cars will be upended and burned. Well, that's yeah. one of my fears for the season, is that I feel like we're in this very narrow path, and on either side of it, Detroit's going up in flames. <laughs> you know, like, they, they, if, if they have to win between, like, eight and 11 games, and on either side of that is just an inferno in downtown Detroit. Well, look, I'm sure you guys recall 1984, Tigers win the World Series, the celebration that ensued downtown. Oh, yeah. I mean, famous photos of, like, dozens of cop cars just burning, gloriously burning. Like, can you imagine the Lions ever win the goddamn Super Bowl? The city will burn to the ground. Yeah. There will be nothing left except Ford Field, maybe. No, no, I mean, if you're, if you are in, like, insurance in the Detroit area, like, building insurance, <laughs> and they, they make it to the Super Bowl, you gotta, I don't know, man, you gotta make sure you got the money in the bank, because otherwise <laughs> you're gonna get liquidated. Um, all right, guys. So the first game is a week from Thursday. We still have, yeah, we still have a, a 12 days, 11 days until the first game. It's a long time to wait. It'll oh, give Lomas a chance yeah. to get the pot up before then, which is exciting. People will be able to hear God this. help Well, us now all. that we've recorded on this platform and I can just download it at my leisure. It'll, it'll be faster. Help a little bit. That's good. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, I'm, I, might, I might even do some stuff with the video, you guys. So. All right. Look out. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep that in mind for our next pod when I wear my tuxedo. Look out, ladies. Yeah. Here comes the video. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. Dino is married. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right. Shall we see how this platform does with the three-part harmony? Indeed. Yeah, well, let's test. Let's give this thing its a run for its money. 
We just bring it all the way down. All right, let's. Since it's the first time, let's do old school. So, Uncle Brother, start with start us out with the bass. A one, a two, a one, two, three. Roll. Roll. Roar. That felt good. Yeah. That felt good. Oh, that felt so nice to be right back in it. We're, yeah, we're gonna the have... ba- getting the band back together. Yeah, it, we smooth. we produce that as a loop and it becomes Spotify's highest played sleep. You know, there's people that play like Spotify white noise all night. I could and see that. that. Just as the sleep app, the sleep track for for the Detroit area. Sleep just, roar. I sleep soundly <laughs> listening to the three part harmony roar. Of the Roargasm. From the Roargasm. <laughs> we just put out an album of just three. I feel like it could be, yeah. I'd, I'd contribute a smooth jazz track. And would there be, uh, yeah. is there a, a jazz trombonist who's playing on that? Whose name oh, is? Yeah. Donovan People Jones. <laughs> Donovan People Jones. Donovan, Donovan People, People Jones. I thought oh, I yeah. saw him in the Lions Carolina game because there was a guy named Peoples, but it uh, wasn't Peoples Jones. Yeah. Peoples so. alone is still pretty good, but it's yeah. no Peoples Jones. Duh. So we got to, by the way, listener or listeners, we do have the Rogasm is alive on Twitter. So, yes. you know, we're going to be going to pick up, pick that X, up as it's now called. We've been kind of hibernating a little because we don't really, you know, we're not a lot of season guys. We know yeah. that the we way Twitter it. works is quality over quantity, right? That's, <laughs> That's how, right. They, you know, you would do a tweet every six months and you just make it <laughs> yeah. a really good one. That's how to get a phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's just like we're not obviously playoff victories. We know we like, wake up, good we hibernate. Victor, every thirty years. <laughs> I'm with you, man. Somebody did. Did you guys see? There was a tweet that went around for a while that said JFK has only missed one Lions playoff victory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Very clever. <laughs> Hardy har har. He's gonna har, miss another one like... this year, man. Laugh it up, Bucko. Right. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, as ever, it's been a joy. To yep. uh, we got yep. one in the can. No matter what, yep. we we're, had one. We're starting pop. off strong. We've set the floor at about two and a half hours. I did yeah. so. One question I didn't ask, but I think we because we know the answer. But I didn't even ask him in what week will we stop potting from despair. But mm, well, we don't think yeah. that's going to happen. You know, last season it we should have, but we didn't because well, we, we did for a while. Around. We had a funeral, and then and then <laughs> yeah. Lazarus, the team doth rise from the dead. Yeah, we did. But did we actually stop potting, or did we just like we had the funeral? No, yeah, we stopped. I remember for, that. We stopped. Like, we started saying Kaddish. We stopped for, for like weeks, three right. weeks. That's right. Because they right. even won like one or two, and we were still like whatever. And <laughs> right, then all yeah. of a sudden they were like four and seven. <laughs> Oh shit! Against our will, we were like, "Well, we have to," you know, yeah. right? We have to go back, and yeah. it just never stopped. And then it was so God, it was so beautiful. The end of that. Season. Wow. May we, may we. Okay. Joy. All right, gentlemen. As uh, we after it's bad luck to talk after the roar, so I'll. I'll, I'll That's true. Talk to you guys later. <laughs> Bye. 
Bye. This is Spider-Man Allen, and I have a message for everyone in the NFL. Spider-Man standing on the seat with his helmet way down low. Ain't no sound but the sound.